more. What if one of the greatest gifts God could ever give me is saying no to a dream I thought he gave me? More on that soon, but first, welcome to Dreamers and Disciples. I'm your host, Wade Joy. I've been praying and dreaming about this podcast for a long time, and I'm thrilled that it is actually here and happening. Dreamers and Disciples is a weekly podcast to help you reset your rhythms and renew your dreams as you dream the way a disciple does with open hands. I'm excited to explore together what Scripture says about living a life of faithful devotion of abiding in Christ and also full of faith as we live with a sense of purpose and dream the dreams God has for us. I can't wait to dive into today's first episode, but I figured I should probably take at least a few moments and tell you a little bit about myself. So here are the top five things you need to know about me. Number one, I'm married to the love of my life, Ferris Joy, and we have three beautiful daughters. Uh, Each of my daughters are, are miracles. They've all walked through some pretty significant health challenges, and God has done miracles in their lives and in our family, and they are daily reminders to me of God's goodness and faithfulness And you'll hear much more about their story as we go, but just know this, I love my family. Number two, I've been in ministry for over 25 years, most of that in worship ministry. And 15 of those years was as the worship pastor of Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. I served from 2007 to the end of 2021, and those were incredible years of ministry where God changed my life, He changed my family's lives, and we just had the incredible blessing of experiencing a special move of God's Spirit as we serve there. Number three, I love music. I grew up loving music and spent most of my 20s honestly trying to be a Christian rock star. If I'm being really honest and vulnerable, I wanted to be the next Stephen Curtis Chapman, another short, blonde Christian musician. Uh, I started uh, bands like Gamaliel's Advice, which is a terrible band name, and the aptly titled Wade Joy Band. Don't even try to find any of our music online. I've erased all evidence from the internet And even though my dreams of being a Christian rock star did not quite work out the way I intended, through that process, I learned that I loved leading worship. I fell in love of watching people encounter Jesus through worship. And I'm a retired worship leader now. Those days are are long gone. But I still love music, and I still connect uh, to God in a very special way through worship music. Number four, I'm a massive nerd. I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. I love anything geek and comic book related. And somehow I've made all three of my daughters even bigger fans than I am. So I consider that a massive parenting win. And finally, number five, I have started a new ministry in this season of traveling to churches and preaching and teaching and coaching ministry leaders. I'm working on a book as well around a lot of the themes that we'll talk about in this podcast. So I love the season that I'm in and that our family's in. And I'm really excited about this podcast, especially. So that's what you need to know about me to get started, but I want to begin today's episode by telling you a story about a Joy family tradition that all centers around this one question, and it's really the question the entire podcast revolves around, and it's this, what should I dream about? What should I dream about? You see, that's a question that I've been asked almost every night for the last several years by each of my three daughters as they go to bed. And it started, you know, several years ago after an unintentionally scary Friday night family movie night where we watched Lord of the Rings. And I quickly realized that my girls weren't quite ready for Gollum. 
And I knew as soon as he came on the screen that they were going to have trouble falling asleep that night. So my wife and I, in our attempt to get their minds off of Gollum and onto something a bit more pleasant, said, hey, why don't you dream about this? And we, I can't even remember what we told them to dream about. But it apparently worked because the next night they came back to us and said, hey, give us something else to dream about. And before you know it, we had this new nighttime ritual. But we quickly realized that we had to up our game Every night with the dream prompts, they had to become more and more elaborate. The bar kept getting raised. So some nights they were Jedi on a mission with Obi-Wan and Anakin to build their lightsabers because we're Star Wars fans, remember? Other times they were Avengers and part of the Battle of New York because we had to give Marvel some love. And then sometimes they wanted to dream about guinea pigs that followed them around all day and slept with them at night. Now that's personally terrifying to me and sounds like a nightmare, but not so much to my guinea pig loving daughters. But you get the idea every night. What should we dream about? We'd give them a dream prompt, repeat every night after that. Who knows how long it'll last, but I love it. And I bring it up because I think that is a question that all of us have asked at multiple points in our lives. And I would tend uh, to believe that many of you are asking that question right now. What should I dream about? And maybe you wouldn't actually put it in those words but you understand that sentiment. You understand the emotions behind that question. Because maybe you're asking the question because you're staring at the pieces of a dead dream in your life, and you have no idea how you got to this place after working so hard to make your dream a reality. And now you've hit dead end after dead end after dead end, and the door seems closed forever. And you have no idea what you should dream about now. Or maybe you're actually living in your dream and you got what you were working for, you got what you were hoping for, and it's not really what you thought it would be. It didn't bring that peace or that fulfillment or that joy that the dream promised you, and now you're wondering, is, is this all there is to life? So maybe you ask culture, you know, what, what should I dream about? And you get the answer of more success and, and stability and promotion and traveling the world once you reach financial independence. But that seems so far out of reach, or once again, you've tasted some of it and it didn't seem all that it was cracked up to be, or maybe you, you do this deep internal work and you ask yourself what you should dream about. You know, what would fulfill me? What would bring me a sense of purpose? And maybe you're thinking about the hobbies that you wish were career, you know, that you wish you could actually get paid for doing the thing you love or that you're good at. And if that could just happen, then maybe you'd have a life of joy and purpose and meaning. But that seems to always be out of reach as well. Uh, maybe you've even gone to church and you've asked a pastor, you've asked a spiritual leader or mentor, what should I dream about? And sometimes you come away with the impression that you need to live a life of massive impact for God and change the world and show these huge faith steps and these massive displays of faith. And that seems very, very out of reach as well because your life feels so ordinary and you feel like, hey, I'm just... A, a dad. I'm just a mom. I'm just a, a business person. I'm not going to change the world one day. And if all these questions are, are you know, turning around in your mind and in your heart, and none of the answers seem to fulfill you or bring clarity, you're in the right place. This podcast is for you because Dreamers and Disciples is a podcast for anyone who has unmet expectations in your life. It's for anyone who's confused about your purpose and your calling. It's for anyone who's unfulfilled with what you thought the Christian life was supposed to be, and you're wondering, how do I actually live and walk in this abundant life that Christ talks about? 
because right now I feel like I've caught glimpses of it, but I've never been able to walk in it fully. And those are the questions that I can't wait for us to wrestle with as we go on this podcast journey together to see what God's Word has to say about all of it. You see, God created us to be dreamers, to be human is to be a dreamer. We're built to imagine what is not yet reality, to dream of what could be, and then work to bring that preferred reality to life. It's part of being made in the image of God. It's part of the mandate from our Creator to do so. So we're dreamers, but the question is, are we dreaming the right dreams? And that's a question I've been scared to ask most of my adult life because I was afraid of what would happen if God said no. Because we aren't just called to be dreamers, we're also called to be disciples. And a disciple is a follower of Jesus. And being a disciple involves one word that we don't like a lot of the time, at least I don't. And that word is surrender. And here's what a life of surrender looks like according to Jesus when he describes it in Mark 8, 34 through 35. It says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. This is a hard teaching that does not sit well with modern culture, but it is the call of following Jesus to take up your cross, which means relinquishing control, relinquishing control of your life and of your dreams and submitting them to God's ultimate plans and purposes. A disciple lives a life of surrender. But to me, being a dreamer on the surface can almost feel like the exact opposite because we think of a dreamer as someone who's being determined to bring about their dream no matter what, no matter what anyone else says, no matter what obstacle may come. So how does that fit with being a disciple? And when you are so relentless about pursuing your dream, it can become very easy to take a dream and turn it into a calling because we want it so much. And we decide that since this is what I want, it must be what God wants for me. And so a verse like Psalm 37, four can be confusing where it says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And you don't know how to reconcile that with taking up your cross. How do I take up my cross and deny myself and also believe God will give me the desires of my heart? How do I know which desires to cherish and which to crucify? And that verse in Psalms gives us the answer when it says the instruction is actually to take delight in the Lord. See, many of us have learned to delight in our dreams, but we've yet to delight in the Lord. We spend our lives pursuing our dreams, pursuing delight in the things that we want, and we don't prioritize taking time to delight in the Lord, to orient our life and our world around that. And not all dreams, getting back to that, are are alike either, which can make it even more complicated. So you can muscle some dreams into existence by sheer force of will and a great work ethic. But not every dream can be born by willpower alone. I don't care how much I dream of being an NBA player. It's not going to happen for for me because I am vertically challenged. Uh, Thankfully, this is a podcast. You cannot see how vertically challenged I am. But um, your dream might be... Uh, to be a Grammy-winning pop star. But that's not likely if you can't carry a tune, even though auto-tune has been known to work wonders. And those are a bit more lighthearted, but let's bring it closer to home with, you know, where some of y'all are really living right now as you listen to this. Your dream of having a child may seem to have hit a roadblock in your battle with infertility. Your dream of saving your marriage died the moment your spouse left. And 
you're asking God, what about those dreams? I'm delighting in you, Lord, but I don't understand why you wouldn't give me something that seems so good and so um, important and that means so much to me. And so many dreams, they don't depend on you. And those are especially difficult because we're left to wonder why God would give us a desire only to leave it unfulfilled because some dreams seem to only lead to disappointment. So there's this natural tension between being a disciple and a dreamer. But in that tension, there's an opportunity for faith. So you may be struggling with one of two extremes in this tension. One tells you that following Jesus means not even, don't even worry about dreaming because God doesn't want you to have anything that actually makes you happy. And that is a wrong incorrect way to view God. The opposite extreme would say that whatever is in your heart must be God's will for you, that you know what's best for your own life, and that is equally incorrect. The truth isn't found in either of those extremes. It's, It's found in what the Word of God says, which is God is a good Father who loves you, but as a loving Father, He also knows what you need the most, what is best for you, but also what is best for His purposes and plans in the world. And as a dad, and as an imperfect one at that, I want my kids to be fulfilled and happy, but not everything they want is what's best for them. And I want them to trust me as their father. So trust is key for this conversation. True discipleship is about surrender, but it's also about trust. It's about trusting that losing our life means taking hold of God's greater life. It means trusting God enough to dream but to dream not with clenched fists around our dreams, but to dream with open hands, to dream as a disciple with surrender and trust. And trust is what helps us pivot from striving to surrender. And this is really important for our discussion uh, throughout this podcast, because striving is making your dream happen at all costs. Surrender is trusting God with your dream, no matter the cost. I want to say that again. Striving is making your dream happen at all costs, Surrender is trusting God with your dream, no matter the cost. See, striving is pushing as hard as we can against a no from God to try to manipulate a yes. Surrender is trusting God is good no matter what. He's good when I'm living in my dream, and I'm trusting that He's good even when I'm not living in my dream, when I'm sitting in a no that I have zero control over. See, surrender is bringing your whole heart to God, your dreams, your disappointments, and holding them up to the light of Christ. And I know that's easier said than done. And I know you're asking, well, what does that look like practically? Well, that's the whole journey of this podcast as we unpack that question. But let me give you, uh, for this first episode, a simple framework to help. And to, to do that, let's go back to that nightly ritual with my kids every night. Um, and I think it's going to give us some direction moving forward because I love how it models a heart and a soul posture that I believe God wants to see from me and from you as His children. So when asking us each night what they should dream about, my daughters are setting this example. They practice a daily rhythm of asking the right person the right question. They practice a daily rhythm of asking the right person the right question. And let's break that down into the three very obvious parts. Part one, there's a daily rhythm. Part two, there's the right person. And part three, there's the right question. And so let's start with part one. There's a rhythm to the question. It's not every once in a while. It takes place at the same time, uh, the same place nearly every night. There's a daily frequency to it, a repetition, almost a ritual to it. 
but it's not a ritual that is dry. It's one that actually fosters intimacy between my daughters and their father. Now, the second part of that statement uh, centers around the right person. Uh, in this particular, uh, the specifics of this story that happens to be me. And I love that my girls want to know what their father has to say about their dreams. There are a lot of other voices that could influence their heart and their mind, but they're still at the age where they want to know what I think the most. They want to come to their father uh, and, in this case, to their mother and to ask what they should dream about, what they should focus on. And finally, they ask the right person the right question. That is, what should I dream about? They're asking us what they should focus their heart's attention around. They daily want to align their dreams with what I want for them. And here's what's really cool. Even though each night I tell all three of my girls the same thing to dream about, each morning they tell me what they actually dreamed about and the reality of their dreams are each very, very different. They lived out my dream in a way that was specific to each of them. They took their father's prompting and created something very unique. Now, I know there's a lot more involved with what we actually dream about when we sleep, so excuse me for not getting too scientific, but I'm just taking a very simple story and speaking generally to make what I believe is an important point because I believe this same practice, the same rhythm helps us as disciples and dreamers. When we practice a regular rhythm of asking the right person the right question. So let me expand it a little more for our discussion. We must practice a regular rhythm of spiritual disciplines that center our hearts daily on asking our Heavenly Father not only what we, we should dream about, but more importantly, what does He dream about for His world and for our lives? So let me start with the regular rhythm first. I believe the only way we can live as dreamers and disciples is through regular rhythms of abiding with Christ. Regular rhythms of bringing our hearts and questions and our whole selves to the Lord on a daily basis. Moving from striving to surrender is a daily moment-by-moment practice of abiding in Jesus. And abiding doesn't happen by accident. It takes intention. It doesn't happen in a once a week rhythm of going to church, although going to church is vital and it's important and it's uh, instructed in scripture. So that is that is a very key part to our discipleship, but it can't be the only thing uh, because abiding in Christ doesn't happen once a week. It involves a daily priority, daily disciplines of prioritizing our awareness of God's presence, uh, prioritizing prayer and silence, prioritizing God's word. It doesn't happen just once. It's a daily pivot from striving to surrender in the presence of God. If we're going to hold our dreams correctly, if we're going to walk as a disciple, and these disciplines, these rhythms are important because the difference we want to see in our lives isn't found in the dramatic events we strive for. It's found in the daily disciplines we surrender through. It's not found in the dramatic events we strive for, but in the daily disciplines we surrender through. Our dreams are often about the dramatic but God directs us to be devoted in the daily. That's where we're going to see the greatest impact. It isn't through giant steps of faith, but rather through daily steps of faithfulness. Yes, God will ask us to do um, and take big steps of faith sometimes, but the most fruit in our lives is going to be found through those daily acts of faithfulness and devotion to the Lord. Uh, So I'm excited to spend time in this podcast helping you reset your rhythms and learning how to center your daily life around prioritizing God's presence, because we must consistently bring our dreams before God and hold them up to the light of what He says. And that brings us to the second part of that statement of um, they practiced a 
a regular rhythm of asking the right person the right question. So let's talk about the person and the question. Because when our dreams don't work out, and when they don't satisfy us the way we thought, it forces us to begin to ask some very important questions. And we have to make sure we're taking those to the right person. We can't ask culture. We can't ask the worldviews of the world. We have to go to our Heavenly Father with our real questions. And it's in our regular rhythms of abiding in Christ that we're actually able to bring our hearts to our Father rather than to culture for the deeper questions that we have and uh, to process our deepest hurts. Questions like, what do I do when my dream doesn't work out? What do I do when I'm staring at another disappointment? What do I do when I thought this gift was my purpose and now um, I've had to let it go? Do I actually have a purpose anymore? See, that's why I know from God about your dream when it does happen, even though it's painful, even though it's hard, can actually be a gift even in the pain because it's in those moments we stop defining ourselves by our dream and we begin to ask the right person the right question. It forces us to ask God, not just the question, what should I dream about, but Lord, what is the true meaning of purpose? What do I do with my disappointment? What should my faith be built on? What really should define me? So we have to go to God for these truths because your dream loves to lie to you. Galatians 5.9 says, A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. But I love the paraphrase of that verse in the Passion Translation that says, Don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system? So your dream loves to lie to you by telling you it's your purpose. It lies to you by telling you that it's your meaning for existence. Your dream loves to tell you that it defines you. But if a dream defines you, it will destroy you. Because even if you get it, when it defines you, you live your entire life in fear of losing it, just holding on to it so tightly and getting defensive when anything threatens it. And if you never achieve your dream and it defines you and you've equated it with your purpose and your calling and your meaning, well, where does that leave you? Are you purposeless now? But when you have a regular rhythm of asking God the right questions about your life and your dreams and you're meditating on what He has to say— uh, through his word, you begin to define yourself not by your dream, but by the one who created you to be a dreamer in the first place. And that's the goal of this podcast. I want to help you define yourself not by your dream, but by what your father says and by the truth that you are his child. I want us to look at what God's word says about purpose and calling, uh, about identity. And I want you to rest in the fact that you are loved by God apart from what you do or don't do. I pray that you will find your purpose in the fact that you are a disciple and follower of His Son, Jesus, living according to the power of His Spirit within you. I want you to dream, but dream in a way that doesn't define you. I want you to dream with open hands as you submit your dream to God's dream for His kingdom and His church and His world. So work towards your dream, but trust God even when your dream doesn't work. Because the good news of trusting and following Jesus is that you can still live out God's dream for your life, even when you're not living in your own dream. And I believe this message is vital today because everything in our culture screams that life is about you, that it's about your dream, your desires, your comfort. And if you don't have it now, spend every ounce of energy you have striving to get it. But the life of following Jesus isn't about striving. It's about surrender. So I hope you'll join me on this journey uh, for dreamers and disciples as we learn to reset your rhythms and renew your dreams. So as we close, I want you to think through the statement we kept coming back to in today's episode, uh, that we must practice a daily rhythm of asking the right person the right question. 
And I want you to take an honest look at your daily rhythms and ask yourself what they show about your priorities. Are you prioritizing time where you can not only tell God your dreams, but sit in silence and be still before Him and let Him speak to you through His Word and His Spirit about His? Do you have daily times to bring your disappointment to the Lord? Maybe you can, in one of these times this week, if you've never done it before, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes of just listening to God, being still before Him, meditating on His Word. Maybe you could write down your dreams and just bring them to the Lord. It doesn't matter whether you think they are holy or selfish. God can handle it all. He just wants your heart. He wants you to bring them to Him. Maybe you could ask God to show you what lies you're believing about what defines you and ask Him to renew your mind with the fact that you should be defined by the the fact that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, that you are loved by your Creator, whether you're living in your dream or staring at a dead dream. For God delights in you and has called you to a great purpose. And more on that in the coming weeks. So thank you so much for listening today. New episodes will drop every single Monday. I'm really, really excited about this podcast. I'll pray that you'll continue to join, that you'll share it, that you'll leave a review to help get uh, word out about the podcast. It really does help. And I'm going to do periodic episodes with listener questions. So I'll get those from my Instagram account. So if you're not following me, you can follow me on Instagram at WadeJoy. So that's joy with an E, W-A-D-E-J-O-Y-E. And you can also visit my website for more information uh, about how I could come and serve your church uh, through preaching, teaching, coaching. Just go to WadeJoy. Once again, put the E on joy.com, WadeJoy.com. Thanks again for joining us for the very first episode of Dreamers and Disciples. Can't wait to see you back here next week.